Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. another edition of nascar coast to coast here on the motor racing network kyle ricky with you flying solo this week from a very wet and cool stafford motor speedway just 62 degrees outside here in north central connecticut thankfully it is not race day but a lot has happened across the country in the last week chris wilner he's on assignment this week on his honeymoon so congratulations to him on his recent wedding hopefully he's enjoying his time at sea on a cruise with his new wife, Maggie. A lot has happened. Let's jump into some of the results. Our, our top seven finishers and winners from a week ago, Justin Bonsignor, who will be our guest today, will be our number one, winning the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, the Bud Classic 150 at the Oswego Speedway, held off a hard charge late in the going from Chuck Hosfeld to pick up his third win of the season. An odd race, and we're gonna to talk to Justin about it in a little bit when Doug Kobe, driving for Tommy Baldwin Jr., decided the pit in the late going, allowing Justin to take the top spot and lead the rest of the way. So, Justin Bonsignor, our first big winner of the week. Winner number two, uh, again, this is a race that battled Mother Nature as well. Uh, Ryan Unzinger uh, won the Arkham Menard Series. Rustoleum Automotive finishes 100 at the Decoy Fairgrounds on Monday afternoon. It was delayed because of rain. A lot of rain. He held off Jesse Love at the finish on the one-mile dirt track right before the skies opened up in what was a rain-shortened event at DeCoin, uh, which was already delayed by 24 hours. It was Ryan's second win of the year, both coming on the dirt tracks that the Arkham Menard Series races on. His first came back in 2020 on the Springfield Mile. So congratulations to Ryan on picking up that checkered flag. For our number three winner of the week, we go north of the border. Mark Antoine Cameron won the WeatherTech 200 at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, one of the great road courses of Canada. Held off Kevin Lacroix by a half a second at the finish. It was an incredible run over those final set of corners to pick up his third win of the season and extends his point lead to 33 over Kevin Lacroix heading into their season finale just a couple of weeks time at the Delaware Speedway for the NASCAR Pinty Series. So congratulations to Mark Antoine Cameron looking to pick up that first championship this season. Winner number four for the second week in a row, he makes the list, Ryan Millington. He was the big winner at the Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday night, winning the 46th running of the Bobby Isaac Memorial for the late models and once again, he had to hold off the ladies for a second week in a row to win at Hickory. Katie Hedinger finished in the second spot. Isabella Robusto finishing in third. Uh, point leader Landon Huffman finished in fourth as they uh, get set for their championship night 
on September 17th, about a week and a half from now. So congratu congratulations to Ryan on picking up that prestigious checkered flag there, one of the biggest events of the year at the Hickory Motor Speedway. Moving on to number five, and it's Peyton Sellers won both of the 65 lap late model features on championship night at the South Boston Speedway in Virginia this past Saturday. Lane Riggs finished second in both features, which was enough to capture his first track championship. And of course, both Riggs and Sellers are running for this year's Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series national title, currently first and second, separated by less than 10 points heading into the month of December. So pretty cool to have South Boston Speedway uh, represented at the top of the Division I national standings. And they have a new champion this year in Lane Riggs, who now will focus his efforts on picking up that national championship. Number six will go to Carson Quapple, won the Window World 125 late model race midweek a week ago. As we were filming this show uh, last week, it was happening at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina, part of the final asphalt weekend for the racetrack revival program out North Wilkesboro. Quapple, who is driving for Junior Motorsports this season on the Cars Tour, uh, continues to lead the late model standings going into their season finale at Tri-County Motor Speedway this weekend. And speaking of Junior Motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in the race and finished in the third spot. Uh, the final asphalt race at North Wilkesboro, they begin to tear that facility up and they can go dirt racing in the month of October. And rounding out our top seven winners of the week, Jake Drew won the Arca Menards West Series, weight, uh, West Series race at the Portland Speedway, the Portland 112. This time it was in the dry. Jake picked up his first win of the season back in June in the rain, a uh, race that was shortened because of rain at Portland back in June. This time he was able to hold off Todd Souza by four seconds to claim the win, his fourth of the season, and it extends his championship point lead to nearly 50 just three races to go as Jake is looking for this year's championship, driving for Bob Brancati and Sunrise Ford Racing. For our shout outs this week, uh, I have two. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and mentioned him a moment ago, finished third in the Cars Tour race at North Wilkesboro Speedway, has done a fantastic job promoting the racetrack revival program at North Wilkesboro all summer long. The place was sold out, the entire front stretch, also the turn one and two grandstands that have not been used since the NASCAR Winston Cup Series last race there in 1996. They were also full, so congratulations to Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, a very successful uh, racetrack revival uh, for the entire team at North Wilkesboro with a big push from Dale Jr. My second shout out goes to Tim DeVos, uh, won his ninth limited late model feature of the season at the Berlin uh, Raceway in Berlin, Michigan. DeVos is now one win away from becoming the all-time win leader at the racetrack, which is currently at 103. Uh, DeVos racing, uh, began racing there at Berlin in 1978. So he has had plenty of time to get those 100 and three wins. So congratulations to all of our race winners this past week from coast to coast and around NASCAR Nation. When we come back, one of those winners will join us, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour winner from Oswego Speedway this Saturday. Justin Bonsignor joins us after the break.
NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network, able to catch up with a multi-time NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion that is also now a three-time winner during this NASCAR Modified Tour season, winning at the Oswego Speedway last weekend. Justin Bonsignor joins us. Justin, first off, welcome back to the show, and congratulations on uh, your third win of the season. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always good when we get to talk to you guys. It means we're doing, doing things right. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the race for a moment uh, until you took the lead. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But until that point of the race with about 25 laps to go, so say the first 125 laps, how was the car? How was your event going? Yeah, we had a really solid day. Uh, qualified a little a little further back than we would have liked, but raced our way up to fourth, uh, fell back right to fifth, I believe, right at the pit stops around halfway. Uh, guys had a really, really solid pit stop, got us out in second. Um, and then from there, uh, we were a little too tight, I think, to contend with Doug. Doug's car seemed to be just a tick better than us. Um, but after 20, 30 laps, we kind of drove uh, drove away from the rest of the field and and had a nice little gap. And, you know, right before that caution came out, we were, you know, most likely going to finish second unless Doug's car fell off a cliff. But um, we... <laughs> We were, we were pretty content with that. I thought that was going to be a good run for us. We've um, obviously it's been known that we've been kind of up and down this year and, and struggling a little bit more than we would like. So um, I was actually pretty happy with the night we were having uh, until that point. And then that uh, caution comes out and, and uh, seeing him peel off the pit road, I was, I was quite shocked to see that happen. And uh, we had no discussions at all on our radio about, um, about coming down pit road at all. So at that point, once you get the lead, you just, uh, you have to try and control the race as much as possible. And the last five, six laps, pretty amazing to watch uh, from home. Uh, was it as intense behind the wheel trying to hold off Chuck there those final few laps? Yeah, it definitely was. You know, we had two restarts, um, one with uh, one with Craig and one with my cousin Kyle, and then they were definitely intense. Our car did not fire off very good on, on the starts for four or five laps. I just would slide the right front tire um, and kind of give up the bottom and um, I just kept backing my entries up and trying to hold the boilerplate as tight as possible and just protect the the exit of the corner and not let them time any runs where they could pull a crossover and, and have a, you know, a drag race into the next uh, next corner. And um, then all of a sudden Chuck gets the second. Um, I kind of got held up a little bit with a lap car in one and two um, and that let Chuck get closer. And then once once you get to your bumper, you're, you're having to protect even more and, and you're not running the lane that you would, you know, your car's most comfortable in. And, um, you know, Chucky was really, really clean about it, which, you know, you don't expect anything different, but um, tried to just not give him any easy, easy exits off of turn two to, to get down, you know, inside of us heading into three. But um, yeah, it was uh, quite the finish. Uh, I think the fans definitely enjoyed it. We had a lot of people come up to us afterwards saying that they, they enjoyed themselves watching that. So um, really, really good ending. Um, a lot of strategy involved with, with teams pitting and, and taking that extra tire late. Um, it's just track position seems to be so important these days, even though the tires tend to uh, fall off. We've mentioned Chuck a couple of times now. Chuck Hosfeld, of course, finishing in the second spot. He was supposed to be your spotter for that event until he got the ride. Is that right? Yeah, there was some talks. Um, you know, my my normal spotter Ryan Blanchard was um, was supposed to have to go to an ARCA race, um, and we were trying to find somebody local to the uh, Western New York area. And I reached out to Chuck, and he's like, "I think I can do it." And then uh, days couple couple days went by, and he's like, "Well, I can't because I'm going to race this week." So, unfortunately enough, Ryan, my spotter, was able to make it. So uh, it was just kind of a little bit of a funny story there. That uh, you know, Heinz, you know, looking back, he might have you know spotted for us, and then we go battling out at the end so just uh funny how things work out sometimes you mentioned the boilerplate on the inside of of the oswego speedway we've heard uh super modifieds clip it 
often. Obviously, they're the regular uh, division there that runs on a weekly basis. How close can you get and, and can you touch it and get away with it? Yeah, in the past, I have clipped it. I know last year, the September race, uh, we hit it pretty good. And, and afterwards, we're pretty shocked that the left front tire held air, uh, being that we only had two or three points races left in the year. It was kind of a kind of a crazy thing that we were worried about. This year, um, I don't know if it was just my race car, but we just seemed a little bit tighter um, in and through the center of the corners and and couldn't hold the boilerplate as tight as we wanted. So, um but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough thing to, to to navigate and try and judge each and every corner because, you know, by no means is it is it straight or does it follow any uh, any um, right radius of the corner. It's kind of all over the place, so it's a little crazy. Sorry, my office phone's about ringing here. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a tough thing to try and guess on each and every corner when you are hugging it tight. Next event for the Modifieds, your home track, the Riverhead Raceway here in about 10 days time. Um, you're an eight-time winner there. How much momentum do you believe can carry over from your most recent win in Oswego into the unpredictability of the quarter-mile Riverhead Oval? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to give us some good momentum to uh, to head head to Riverhead with. But, you know, we, as well as we ran in the in the summer race there, finishing second, um, it all goes out the window because of this different strategy and different uh, race format this coming race with, with having live pit stops in the infield. So, um, you know, we've been a team that over the past bunch of years have won those races late in the race when tire wear is at its most. And we tend to, you know, kind of you know, wait till the end and get, get up to the to lead in the last 40 to 50 laps. But now it's going to be a totally different strategy. So uh, not sure how that's all going to play out or if we'll have any uh, home field advantage with that. But, you know, definitely looking forward to going home. We did run good there in the, in the summer and, um, you know, hoping that we can just keep chipping away at these points um, as, it, as it gets closer to the end. That announcement coming out midweek last week about uh, constructing a, a pit road a temporary pit lane uh in the riverhead oval one is there enough room and two uh do you think it's going to work i know everybody kind of has all these unknowns but you've been there more than about anybody yeah i actually was fortunate enough to uh to go to the track a couple weeks ago with jimmy wilson and john elwood the general manager and they had a lot of the barriers set up as a as a visual um you know i i feel confident that nascar and john are doing everything possible to uh to keep us safe and to keep the crew safe and have um you know enough space to do it at the same time obviously on paper it all looks it all looks really good and, and the visuals i saw seem to be should be good um you know hopefully all the drivers use their heads all the pit crews you know are, are conscious of of their surroundings um i definitely think there'll be plenty of barriers to protect everybody um but obviously the pit stops itself can still be uh, very dangerous and very tight. So um, everybody's just got to be, you know, conscious of that. I just do think it will add a, a different element to the fans to be able to see see that go on at Riverhead and and take uh, you know take that all in. And hopefully, it's just adds some more excitement to the to the event. And it's something that you know moving forward can work um, you know once a year. Going to be interesting to watch in about uh, ten days' time next Saturday night. You mentioned uh, it a little bit ago. You're up and down years, six top fives, ten top tens. But boy, when it came off the rails. Uh, it came off in a big way, a couple of finishes outside of the top 25, including a 31st at New Smyrna to start the year. Um, how would you kind of sum up at least the second half of this season when you were able to get things back on track after two DNFs in the first three races? Yeah, that definitely was a, a tough start to, uh, to our year. Um, nobody gave up, but at the same time, we just kind of struggled with speed um, at, at times, um, you know, Seems like the uh, the tire has been a little little dip more different this year than in years past, and it's just taken some tweaking to the setups and 
um, you know, it's, it's allowing a lot of other teams to, to, uh, to come into play here. And we just kind of took that little half step back, it seems, but uh, Ryan and I and, and the whole team and Ken, we've been working hard to try and uh, to try and get back at it. It's just been a, a little, a little tougher than we would have uh, would have liked, but you know, it seems the last few weeks we have run better, um, more consistent. Um, the results might not show that we've been as good, but um, as we go, I definitely think towards the end of that race, you know, we had a second place car after the pit stop. So, um, you know, things are trending in the right direction, but it's it's very tough from week to week. And um, each track we go to, we're, we're having a tweak on our, our baseline setups that we've had for for the last couple of years that just they're just not working as good as we would want it. So um, but at the same time, all the other teams have been gunning to, you know, catch up to us for the last bunch of years and they successfully have. And that's good for the series as well. So um, we're just going to have to keep working on our end to uh, to continue to try and get better. And, um, you know, we got three good tracks to end the season with Riverhead, Thompson, and, and we ran really well at Martinsville um, last year. So um, hoping to uh, click off some really good ones. We'd love to get another win or two if we can and, and just see where the where everything falls. Three titles in the last four years in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. If you can pull this off the next three races, would this be the most gratifying just because of how you started the season? Yeah, I mean, it just would uh, show our perseverance, I guess, um, you know, but it's uh, it's going to be tough. You know, we're still way further behind than I would like to, but, you know, we're going to three really good tracks. And if we could chip away a little more after the next one and keep the pressure on those guys, um, you know, it'll it'll definitely definitely give us a shot. You know, we've been in this position the last bunch of years. You know, we're as a team, we're, we're well, you know, well equipped to handle the pressure. And, you know, hopefully we can we can just go into this with feel the thought of nothing to lose. And maybe those guys have a little more pressure on them to try and win it. And, you know, you never know, but Dave, John and, and Ron have had really good years, especially being that they're with uh, both a brand new teams to both be contending for the championship is, is quite impressive. Um, but uh, you know, we're definitely in a mindset of we have nothing to lose and uh, we're just going to go for broke. Final question for you uh, about 80% into the season now, a little more than that uh, as the defending champ, your thoughts on the health of the tour, some new tracks this season. So going South a little more and on flow racing every week, that's added a different element. Uh, what are your thoughts as somebody that's been in the mix all year for the last, uh, what, 12 years now? Yeah. Been around a long time. Um, yeah, it's definitely the, you know, the purses went up with flow. It seems like the, uh, the, the turnout for people watching on flow has been, been really good as one of my employee sons uh leaving for the day um uh the, the flow of racing has been really good it's been a great addition to our series the money they've added to it and the exposure they're getting our series um it's been nice to to expand to some more southern tracks um i really think things have been trending pretty well uh aside from car counts uh, i don't know what the answer is for that and you know it's really not my position to even have an answer for it i just wish that we could get back to a solid 30 something car count but uh, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough, tough thing for NASCAR to, to, to try and navigate through, but, uh, hopefully people see that the purses have gone up a fair, fair amount this year and, and that the racing has been good and, and more people have been able to win races than in years past. Um, you know, look at Anthony Nocella as one and a bunch of other teams that have won races that, uh, that haven't in a long time. The 82s got back to victory lane with, with Craig Lutz. So, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of things mixing up this season, which is good for the series as much as we want to win. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely think the car count thing is something that they're worried, not worried about, but conscious of trying to trying to build on um, and just looking forward to hopefully getting a few more racetracks back on the schedule next year and having a good, diverse schedule again for 2023.
There we go. Looking uh, forward to not only next year, but these next three races as well and your continued climb through the championship standings. The most recent winner at Oswego. Justin, thank you as always for taking the time and uh, hope to be talking to you again here soon. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on again. Justin Bonson, you're the most recent winner on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, picking up the checkered flag last weekend at the Oswego Speedway. Coming up, we look ahead to see what's coming up this coming weekend here on Flow Racing. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Aha! Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. up another week of nascar coast to coast here on the motor racing network and now it's time to look ahead with our go with the flow race weekend calendar and once again it is chuck full of short track racing across the country and it begins with the arkham and art series the kansas 150 at the kansas speedway mrn will have live coverage beginning at 7 p.m eastern time hard to believe but just four races remain on the 2022 arkham and art series calendar that is this Saturday from Kansas Speedway. Championship night at the Berlin Raceway. We talked about that track in the open of the show. The track's super late model division, the headliner, each and every time they open the gates, very tight among the championship leader, Ryan Holtzlander, who has just an eight-point lead over Brian Toomey. Championship night from Berlin this Saturday night on flow racing hickory motor speedway they are off this weekend but we do want to remind you that their championship night is in a week and a half and will conclude the first ever playoff format for the track's late model division landon huffman has a 132 point lead over annabeth barnes crumb so those two will battle it out in twin features next saturday night part of their championship night that's september 17th the Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts will be back in action this Saturday, three weeks to go in their season. Dave Darlin looking for yet another Pro Stock Championship at the famed Seekonk Oval has a 26-point lead right now over another series veteran in Michael Brightman. Also this weekend, Stafford Motor Speedway right behind me will host the TC13 for the SK Modifieds on Friday night. Championship night on Friday as well from the Thunder Road up in Vermont. Saturday will feature the Smart Tour on the uh, the Smart Modified Tour from Orange County Speedway down in North Carolina. Langley Speedway is in action with their weekly race program, as is Florence County Speedway down in the Carolinas as well. So a lot happening this weekend, a lot to choose from uh, when you tune in to Flow Racing Friday, Saturday, or Sunday 
So uh, a lot happening, a lot of championship nights and a lot of champions to be crowned. That'll do it for this this edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast. Want to thank Justin Bonsignor for joining us. The most recent winner on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour looking for his fourth championship. And he is slowly but surely climbing back into that championship fight when the series heads to the Riverhead Raceway in just over a week's time. For producer Alexa Wesselman, I'm Kyle Rickey. We'll see you back here next week on NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network.